Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Okay, bear with me. We are going to take a little walk down the daily readings lane. (laughs) Daily readings lane. And I'm going to pipe in with my little commentary as we go. So the first reading, Daniel chapter 3, verse 25, 34 through 43. Azariah stood up in the fire and prayed aloud, For your name's sake, O Lord, do not deliver us up forever, or make void your covenant. Do not take away your mercy from us, for the sake of Abraham your beloved, Isaac your servant, and Israel your holy one, to whom you promise to multiply their offspring like the stars of heaven or the sand on the shore of the sea. For we are reduced, O Lord, beyond any other nation, brought low everywhere in this world this day because of our sins. We have in our day no prince, prophet, or leader, no burnt offering, sacrifice, oblation, or incense, no place to offer first fruits to find favor with you. But with contrite heart and humble spirit, let us be received. Let me repeat that. But with contrite heart and humble spirit, let us be received. As though it were burnt offerings of rams and bullocks or thousands of fat lambs, so let our sacrifice be in your presence today as we follow you unreservedly for those who trust in you cannot be put to shame for those who trust in you cannot be put to shame let's follow jesus unreservedly even though this is the book of daniel i always think of jesus the messiah as i read the old testament and now We follow you with our whole heart. We fear you and we pray to you. I have to stop and ask, do you say this sentence and believe it and do it and live it? Do you say to God, and now I follow you with my whole heart. I fear you and I pray to you. Something to sit with for a minute. The readings go on with, 
do not let us be put to shame, but deal with us in your kindness and great mercy. Deliver us by your wonders and bring glory to your name, O Lord. This is the part that really got me. Do not let us be put to shame, but deal with us in your kindness and great mercy. Because we know when we go to God in the beautiful sacrament of reconciliation and we confess our sins to the priest who's in the confessional, acting in Jesus's presence, right? He is in persona Christi. He's, he's Jesus to us. So we are, we should be not thinking we're talking to Father Bob, but we're in that confessional talking to Jesus. And we ought to be feeling a little uncomfortable. We might be feeling a little emotional. I'd like to put that in your heart so the next time you receive that beautiful sacramental grace that you remember that you're receiving it from Jesus and you're confessing your sins to him directly. But it's the last phrase, the last verse. Deliver us by your wonders and bring Glory to your name, O Lord. Bring glory to your name, O Lord. What does that mean? Well, when the Lord does amazing things in your life, you are to bring glory to God. You are supposed to get out there and share it with everyone. You are evangelizing and you're being a disciple when you share the wonders that God does in your life. Especially those beautiful graces of forgiveness as you walk out of that confessional and one day realize many years down the road that you haven't taken that sin back. Oh my goodness, God, you've saved me from that thorn in my side, as St. Paul says. Okay, the rest, we're going down. Okay, responsorial psalm, running out of time here. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your kindness are from of old. In your kindness, Remember me because of your goodness, O Lord. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice. He teaches the humble his way. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Okay, so if we just go to God with a humble and contrite heart, Ask for his mercy in a humble way. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I need you to teach me your ways. I need your mercy. You are upright and you can show me a sinner the way. Okay, then the verse before the gospel. We do not have the Alleluia before the gospel during Lent. And it is, Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, 
for I am gracious and merciful. Last but not least, Matthew chapter 18, 21 through 35. I will read fast. Stick with me. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how must how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, Oh, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all of his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he had found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had him put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. Aha! There's always something for us in these readings, right? Well, if you look at the beginning of what we started with, it was us going to the Lord. Oh, Lord, you know, you've promised us all of your numerous children of Abraham, as many as the stars in the heavens. You've forgiven us, and now we come to you with a contrite heart. We want to pray with you. We want to fear you. And we want to bring glory to your name, O Lord. Have mercy on us. Remember your mercies, O Lord, in the psalm. And then we again say, even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, for I am gracious and merciful. And then the real kicker. We have to do the same with our brothers and sisters. We must forgive others. God is not going to look kindly on us. He has forgiven us so many times for such grave, grave sins. Hopefully we've taken them to him. If we haven't, get in there because it's one of the best decisions and graces you will ever have in your life. Trust me. And go often. You haven't gone this Lent, get on in there. Make a a mid-Lent confession. I'm going tomorrow. And it just summarizes what we are supposed to be doing here on earth, which goes back to living with purpose and meaning. It goes back to having 
a prayer life with God, a real relationship with God. It goes back to reflecting and really persevering in walking that holy path, getting up and dusting yourself off. It's tiring. It's humiliating sometimes. It's, it's devastating at the fact that you just can't seem to get this right. But the truth is, it's not you that's going to fix this. It will be Jesus who will heal you. But you've got to ask yourself, am I coming to God? Am I mercifully on my, you know, am I asking for his mercy? Sorry, on my knees. Am I humbly asking? And I'm asking for him to help me and to receive him into my day and to spend that time in prayer because I'm called to. It's a commandment. This is just a check on how you're living your life. Is it purposeful? Is it meaningful? Is it calling on God to give you the grace to give that love and that forgiveness to those in your lives who have hurt you or who may hurt you today or get your, you know, feathers in a bunch, whatever that saying is. Maybe it's ruffling your feathers, <laughs> panties in a bunch. I don't know, something like that. Right? We've got to live with God. Otherwise, this life is hard. It's stressful. It's filled with anger and resentment, judgment and comparison. It isn't the way that God wants it, which is to be selfless and have a servant leadership lifestyle, trying to help others as often as we can, bringing joy to the world. Jesus, others, you. It's really simple. The way that God wants us to live is really not difficult if we live it with him. It's just that <laughs> it's that little, it's not so little sometimes, but it's that crossing of the chasm of you living your life in the world and taking that huge leap of faith, trusting in God, walking with him, going to him when you fall, bringing him into your mundane tasks, asking him to lead you, guide you, talk to you. The more you do that, the more you'll know his voice, the more you'll know your voice, the more you'll know Satan's voice. It's one of these things. It's just a beautiful relationship that just blossoms and becomes even more beautiful. It becomes this incredible love affair where all you do is talk to God all day. And it's fun. Your day isn't lonely. Right? And sometimes I just, you know, I have something happen and then I sit down and I really want to assess it right then. Like, why did I do that? So I'll have a seat. I'll say, pat the, pat the like cushion next to me like this. Come here, Jesus. Have a seat next to me. <laughs> what was that? What just happened there? Why did I do that? And I stop and I listen. And when I say listen myself, I do not hear the voice of God. I just have voices 
or I should say not voices, thoughts put in my head. A lot of people say he put on my heart. And that means, you know, you, you, you know, it's not necessarily you. And a lot of times there are massive things that God says to me that come out of the blue that I know for a fact didn't come from me. So now I need to discern if it came from the evil one or God. So the more you communicate with him, the more you try to listen to him, the more you talk to him and talk through it and pay attention to your body, pay attention to how it feels, you will be able to discern more and faster and it will become second nature. I'm actually doing a couple of parts of discernment. So if you go to my YouTube channel, just go to www.youtube.com and search in the search bar for Kendra Von Esch, three words, and um, it's in my Truth Seekers playlist. So you can, you're going to have to sort it by date. I think I have it sorted right now by how many views. But my last week's, my the very most recent video in the Truth Seekers sorted by date, by newest, is part one of discernment because I really think that this is the time for people to really understand what God is asking of you in the middle of Lent. We're in the third week of Lent. You know, some people are having a really rough time. Others are having a great time. Some are just kind of so-so, but regardless, it's midway. It's checkpoint. Let's check where we're at. Let's see if what we're doing is making us us be nicer and kinder and more loving and servant leaderships leaders in our lives or are we disappointed angry frustrated you know we keep picking it up we keep the people around us are frustrated because boy they just want mom to have a cup of coffee like I mean what is actually happening and that's purposeful living it's meaningful living trying to be what God asked you to be, which is a loving, caring disciple for those in your life right here, right now. Not some big, grandiose, I'm going to start up this yada, yada, yada thing 20 years from now, five years from now, 10, whatever it is, maybe never because I'm too scared to start it, but it's a great idea. I'm going to consume many of my days and hours thinking about it. I don't know where I'm going with this. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up because I just looked down at the time. Ah, Purposeful, meaningful living. Let's go to God when we fall. Ask for his mercy with a contrite heart. We want to change. We want him to change us. And at the same time, we're also called to be that merciful person, that Jesus to those in our lives, especially those who don't know him who don't understand that that living selflessly and that their words and their actions can hurt and sometimes they don't even know they've hurt us. Sometimes we've never even told them. Or maybe they did hurt us and they did it on purpose and they've never apologized. But that doesn't mean that we hold on to that resentment. We have to let it go. We give it to God. We ask God to forgive for us because we can't. And then we watch him do his work. And then all of a sudden that weight 
of that anger toward that person is gone. I know this because I've been through this. The two greatest commandments. Love thy God with all thy mind, heart, and soul. And love thy neighbor as thyself. You can't do the second commandment without the first commandment. So if you're still living alone, you're still only calling out to God in those occasional moments, you're missing a beautiful walk of life. You're missing that peace and that joy and that love that is a natural part of your day, of who you are, of what you attract. It changes everything, and I want that for you. So keep going, keep assessing, keep running toward God. It's the only direction, only direction you need to go. Wow. 20 minutes. I love you all. God loves you. Don't forget to also check out small acts of bringing God's love to the world on my YouTube channel. That's a playlist. It's going to be, it's basically videos every single day up until Easter, helping you bring God's love to the world, which is sometimes hard, but we should all be doing it. Small acts of love. All right, everyone have a blessed and inspired day. Take care.